Support for this podcast is provided by That Cast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at thatcast.com. Hey everyone, this is your host Dan Bruden. You're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. On today's my friend Josh Frickle, commercial counter rep for Marketo, an Adobe company. Got that right? That's true. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, so full disclosure, we used to work together at a previous company. Yep. This is probably two, three years ago. Yep. And it was in media. And I mean, you've just, I mean, florist at Marketo and then Adobe bought him, I don't know, a year or two ago. Um, yeah. A quarter four last year. Okay. Yep. So a lot of things I want to talk about. Yep. ABM, social selling. You're just like schooling me. You have this whiteboard. You're... <laughs> You're putting all of your uh, methods down. So first, though, if you can just say a little bit about yourself, background, and kind of what you do at Adobe. Yeah. So um, again, Josh Frickle. Um, I come from uh, Montana. Uh, I went to school at the University of Montana and came to Portland um, on an internship um, and work at R2C Group. Uh, so I did that, then worked at Yahoo, um, and then continued media and um, which brought me to Marketo and now Adobe. Uh, so throughout my career, I've been selling exclusively to marketers for the past 12 years. Mm-hmm. And so I know you kind of made that shift. You've seen like you've kind of gone through all the media companies here. Yep. And so for folks that don't know, you know, Marketo does have a presence here in Portland. And I mean, mostly their offices uh, consist of, can you tell me who's there? I mean, folks like yourself, but do you also have... And developers, designers? Or yeah, yeah, it's actually, um, so when Adobe purchased us, they actually, they actually did, uh, keep our office, which is wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> um, because that, <then laughs> you're, <always> <laughs> you're not always guaranteed uh, yeah. that they'll keep your office, but, um, we have a lot of engineers, um, we have customer support, uh, and then we have a kind of a crack team of marketers, um, customer success, and um, a few sales reps as well. Mm-hmm. In Marketo, I mean, their home office is kind of Denver, right? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah. The, so there's almost two headquarters. Um, there's one in San Mateo um, in California and then also in Denver. Okay, cool. So let's kind of just get into ABM. Okay. I mean – the folks obviously know what it is, but if you can just break it down a little bit and uh, kind of what it means now. Okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what it means, <laughs> and I sell it. So, yeah, yeah. so if everyone's wondering, and I say this a lot on, on our sales calls too, it's becoming kind of an a- ambiguous term. Um, so I always tell my clients to really what does ABM mean to you? Um, and, and it's a challenging question because there's a lot of companies out there right now that are tying their name to ABM, which even makes it even more so distractful. So there is a lot of marketers out there that are saying, well, we target accounts. We're an ABM company. So um, how I kind of break down ABM is is really just flipping the funnel, um, not especially really important to B2B, is concentrating on your hottest accounts, your uh, marketing and sales come in agreement with their ideal customer profile. Um, so in Marketo, our ideal customer profile is um, anyone that is in tech um, 
and finance, um, healthcare, education, and professional sports teams as well. Hmm. So um, marketing, define, and sales kind of come together um, with marketing usually leading that charge. I'm getting buy offer and sales and like, hey, these are the accounts. These are the industries we're going after. And then here's the locations that we're going after. Uh, and then it's almost like a grading system, A, B, C, D. So tech for us is like an A. Um, and then you kind of go into a healthcare. Um, that might be more of a C or B, um, depending on their tech stack. Right. Uh, and then once you get that data, then you can kind of closer how they're engaging with your customer and how you're lead scoring that. And then that data goes to the reps and the reps take it from there. You know, like you said, it is kind of a lot of folks are trying to attach themselves to ABM mm-hmm. where it's not truly ABM. So yeah. since you've been kind of getting trained in this and practicing it, um, how has it changed? Like what is things that have not used to be successful that aren't anymore maybe? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, um, that's, that's a good question. So just in, just an outreach, um, to any of your, uh, uh, accounts, um, whether you're in marketing or you're specifically on, on the, on the ground, like myself in, in sales is, you know, a lot of the old tricks don't work anymore. Um, and it's getting quicker and quicker almost every year. Like some things that obviously things that were for me 10 years ago aren't working, but now I'm noticing that things aren't working from last year. And you know, and we were talking before we started recording. It's like, just to prove that you're a real person now. Yep. <laughs> that's like the challenge. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, <laughs> so like, here's a good example. Like when I was selling, when I was at Yahoo for um, a few years, you know, I could email and email and email and call and then after like the 10th email or call, someone will finally get back to me and they'd be say, hey, I'm interested, I'm not interested or get lost. Um, and um, for all you listeners out there that purchase, we, sales reps, our second favorite answer is no. Yeah. So just just know that. <laughs> so we no. love we yeah. love yes. And we also love no. Yeah. Um, and that's the best way to actually, quote unquote, get someone off your list. Um, so. But now think about the past year is Marketo is a part of this is we develop software to automate messaging. Um, we also have a sales automation tool as well to making sure that we are sending direct and relevant messaging to our clients and our leads. Now the person on the other line and, and the leads we're going after are thinking, Hey, this is just an automated email. Even when it's not, sometimes it's not, sometimes it is. But now that gives another reason to not actually, uh, respond to that specific rep. So, um, and then things like robocalls yeah. is an, is a big thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know who's answering their cell phone right now. <laughs> I'm not, and I'm in sales and I'm still not answering my cell phone. So all these things are coming into play. Um, and so, and like the robocalls has been like the past year. So anyways, yeah, well, let's talk about some things that you do, uh, or have been successful in breaking through. Cause I know like, like a company, uh, like Vidyard, I don't know if they're, they're like a partner, yeah. right? I was, um, I always search to like build a home on the coast and there's yeah. a local company here. I sent in some information and so they kept trying to get it hold of me and they send like a personal video and I'm like, that's pretty cool. So I did respond, right? Yep. Uh, is that something you're using or what are some other things? Yeah, like, I actually am using Vidyard. Um, yeah. So Vidyard to, um, to the listeners is a video platform um, and you kind of have like a little, um, you know, erase board and you say like, hi Dan. Yeah. And then, 
the person just cannot help themselves by actually clicking. And, you know, it can teeter on a little bit of silly, um, but it's also like a really good way just to get your your brand out and also not create these really long emails that take a ton of time. Um, and then also it's a little more creative and you can have a little more fun with it. Yeah. And ultimately it just, it's just more human, right? Yep. And yep. that's the further we got away from that, it's like all you want is just like yeah. an authentic human real touch. person. Oh, this person, right? yeah, you know, this is an automated when I'm putting your name on a on a you know on, on a board, and then I'm speaking directly to you, and I'm saying hi. I'm like, you can't. I I am me. Like this is the real person for now. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So yeah, well, can you talk a little more about other things that are yeah, successful? Yeah, yeah. I think I think some of the things that are successful as well is of course is really tools for this for the sales team. Um, and when I look at ABM too, to tying this back to ABM, so your, your sales team has got to have put themselves on their own ABM platform, like account-based marketing. So they have like 200 accounts to go after, and I need to connect with them in a ton of different ways. So I like to put myself in my own ABM cadence. Um, so there's our tools out there. Like um, we have one called, there's uh, called, Tout app um, or Sales Engage now, um, also Outreach, um, Sales Loft. Those help get the sales team actually on cadences. So you can say company A, email. You can actually kind of put something almost like project management, email call, email call, LinkedIn message, send Vidyard, and you can put these cadences on each account. So that I think is a good tool just to keep things organized. Um, but yes, Vidyard for video, direct mail is making a really cool comeback. Um, I want to talk about that yep. because, uh, I, you know, I've been doing events for so long when I first started doing it, it's like, it's all about invitations, direct mail. And then we got about four years in and we're like, this is just a huge waste of money. Yep. But now I'm like, I'm investing in it because it is coming back. Yes, and it so, is coming t- back. But it's just got to be creative, right? It's got to, it's got to be. So, um, so when I do direct mail, like number one, there's a lot of solutions out there. Sendoso, PFL, and Alice. Those are three different um, direct mail providers where they're actually, they're actually on your CRM and you know, you have to verify the actual address and yes, and you have to send them really cool gifts and usually get that information from some of what they're doing on social media. Right. So if they're on Twitter and they're, you know, talking about the blazers right now, um, I recently sold, I re- recently sent someone, um, up in Seattle that was graduating from UW. I sent them a UW jacket because they're graduating from the MVA. Cool. So I'm like, how could you not reply with that? Like, yeah. that is a neat gift. Did they? Um, well, I just sent it this week. So okay. I'll, let, I'll let you know in the follow up. <laughs> so, so, so those are, so those are some creative ways. Um, I will say direct mail is way better though. It has to be almost be a package now because envelopes are getting lost where it's just like, there's no just like a lot of companies don't have. Uh, a regular, you know, you don't have a mailbox anymore. So it was an actual box. Right. You almost need that. And or so won't get to them. Yeah. yeah, or so we'll get to them. And some of these solutions, they actually will send, hey, did you get my, it's just an automated email can say, hey, did you get my email? And then when FedEx scans it, they'll actually s- remind the rep, hey, this got scanned in and they'll send an email to the client like, hey, you have a package at the front desk. Mm. 
So there's some clever ways of using direct mail and technology to making sure that you're actually getting um, the results and you're actually getting ROI. I love that direct mail is coming yep, back. But like is. I said, it's got to be a package. It's got to be something unique. And I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be like, sweet. Yeah, yeah. Fun. You're like, right. I mean, yeah. And especially that, you know, there's – and there's some things that hook onto the Amazon marketplace where you can just click on it. So it ha- technology has made direct mail easier, less spoilage, more creative. Um, you know, still does cost money, but – it does land meetings. So what are um, some things going forward you think is going to be more successful as, as kind of techs, I don't know, changing or people are just like you said, getting so uh, just, you know, blind, just, standoffish more guarded um yes i think creativity and breaking through the clutter both marketing and the sales team need to come together um and also to that point the finance team approving that you know a hundred dollar you know an all said and done direct mail package can get you in front of a really big client is worth the money. Um, it's worth the sale. Even if they say no, it's worth the money because now your company knows where where they're at in the decision phase, what technology they're using. And that's really good information to have. Um, so even if they say no, it's actually worth it. Uh, then just the technology team making sure that, you know, you're building technology that helps. Um, and then also, um, just making sure that everyone's working together with these tools and then using them. Okay, cool. Well, let's, let's shift a little bit because yep. a couple more things I want to talk about. Just career wise, as like a you know sales professional. Yep, you've been doing it for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, just for folks who are maybe even looking to get in it, or yeah. they're like mid career, or you know higher career like you. Um, how do you feel about like the career path? I mean, it's hard to get at, want to get out of it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I know when I worked with you at our previous company, it was this conversation, and it's like, you know, Josh is sales leadership, and you're kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I love the sales game. You you feel like I mean, I'm sure a lot of everyone's kind of you know watching Game of Thrones right now, and you feel like you're in battle. You're kind of like an Arya. You're in battle in. You just get a ton of clout that way. You're like the Jon Snow. You're not. You're not in the back. Um, there was like a sales gif of like the 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 Night Walkers, like the generals, kind of sitting back, and those are the managers and directors. Where like you know, like so that's the coolest thing about sales is you are on the front lines, and if you're successful at sales, you have a lot of clout in your organization. So I love that um, because you are one on one. And people will listen to you. Um, so those are the really cool benefits of sales. Of course, you get to manage your own time. Um, you know, the, um, what you can make in, in terms of income is, is fantastic. Um, you know, the, the drawbacks though is, you know, I'm, I'm 35 and I'm, trying to be a 22 year old right now and trying this technology. And I'm like, whew, this is, this is way different than 10 years. So you have to constantly evolve yourself and you have to rebrand yourself. And, right. and, and so those, those are, I mean, I'm longing for the days when the annoying receptionist, I'd had to like figure out ways to, you know, if a receptionist was blocking me that I would like go around her. I mean, there, there's not even a receptionist 
anymore. They're, they don't they don't exist anymore. <laughs> there's right. like there's like one out of twenty companies I call actually has a receptionist. So that's that that con- continuous ways to make sure that you're evolving at this rapid speed, even every year, mm-hmm. is really challenging. Mm-hmm. So those are the drawbacks. <laughs> yeah, but you, I mean, you love it though, right? I do love it. I do love. It. I mean, I love to win. Yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> no one likes to. No one <laughs> likes to. Um, if you're having a the the highs are high and the lows are low. Yeah. What yeah. I always respect about you is your per, pers, uh, persistence, uh, but also you know your resilience because mm-hmm. it is you got to be able to take a lot of no's, you do, right? You do. I I am not sensitive at all, and I just you know, and and I look at things as you know, I look at you have to look at things like more of a macro level, not a micro level. Um, you know, I think everyone. You know, if if you're cold calling, no one's getting back. You can't take things personal. They're mm-hmm. busy. We're all busy. If yeah. you have a client, especially with mine, it's a really serious decision, and I have a lot of empathy for that. That there's a reason why there's four people on the table. They want to make the right decision. That's all they want to do. Right. So my job is to hopefully guide them to whatever that right decision is based on their goals. Um, and sometimes I am a match and sometimes I'm not. And, and sometimes people make bad decisions and that's okay too. Right. <laughs> sometimes they make really good decisions. Yeah. And it's not taking it personal. You, I, you know, we've worked with people younger that that's hard. Yep. To, and it's hard yep. for me still too. I'm sure yeah. some, you have your days and you're just like, what am I doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, you can, you can have a, you can have a challenging, you can, you're, you're, you're on the front lines and you're, you're dealing with some with some really really great personalities. You're dealing with some really difficult personalities. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm gonna uh, one. I remember one. Uh, someone recommended I invite uh, the CMO of a, a healthcare startup. Here. Okay, yeah. And so it, you know, wasn't a total cold thing. I just forwarded this thing on, and and he wrote back. I'll never forget. Said. I'm not interested. I'm too, I'm too busy changing American healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. It's great that he responded to you. <laughs> See, I love that. Yeah. I was just like, kind of like, I'm oh. just like, wonderful. I'm so glad that you took the time to respond to me. Like <laughs> right. that, that to me, that would, that would be a positive on my end. Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I still remember that. Though. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, let's talk about before we wrap up Portland a little bit. Cause yeah. You've been here. When did you move here? Uh, 11 years ago. Okay. I think, no, I think 12 years ago. Okay. Now. So right around I, time I got here too. Yep. And it's, it's definitely in regards to business, it's changed. Yep. And I think in a great way. Yep. But it's also challenging because uh, we still have, I feel like this, this small market mindset. Yep. Which is hard to get out of. So what are some things just like your perspectives on Portland in regard to the business community here? Good, bad, how it's changing? I think, um, I, I mean, I think sometimes it's, uh, I, I don't think it's any, anything that Portland is doing right or wrong. I think major companies are having a hard time investing in Portland because they might as well just take the easier route and go to Seattle. Um, so I think that is us being close to Seattle is wonderful, but it's also, it also gets it. It's also hard too, yeah. like because we're so close yet, like, why don't we just go to Seattle? Um, cause that it seems like, you know, just now part of this Adobe and working for these big companies in tech, no one's saying, hey, let's go to Portland. If they're going to have a Northwest outpost. It's the path of least resistance mm-hmm. and seems like least risky is to go to Seattle. What we have going for us is just this 
I mean, our culture, our amazing food, our livability, um, you know, and even as our our city grows, if you compare us to the Bay Area and Seattle in terms of cost and just how our city maneuvers, it's leaps and bounds better. Yeah. So I hope that it's, you know, that it's not so much what I think what we could do better is just in, continually marketing ourselves as a, a tech, a place where tech companies can survive and do well. Um, but then also just, you know, hopefully that convinces decision makers and where they're going to build second offices that maybe they don't want to go to Seattle for the Northwest. Like maybe they come to Portland. So right. that's, that's my personal, I just see a lot of my friends, colleagues is it's almost like the move up North. Mm. And I've seen a lot of my personal connections do that. Mm. And I'm just hoping that, you know, companies will continually invest in, in, in Portland. Right. And I think they're, some of them taking a wait and see approach a little bit. Like yeah. they'll, we're going to hire a few people there and, and see. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. And But then they always start with customer service. Right. And then and then it's like, you know, then you don't gain the leaders in here. And then it's like, oh, okay, we'll just keep it at customer service or or a, f- a few other. But I hopefully they continually invest and invest in leaders, invest in, you know, I, that's that that's that, that's my hope. Like we need another, um, like I think like, like Airship is – is a really good like tech company that has a lot of clout and people talk about a lot. Mm-hmm. And I think we need more of those types yeah. of companies. I think it's going to happen. Yeah, <laughs> I hope. All right, Josh, thanks so much. All right, cool. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruden, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts 